Hi, my name is Kayla Keith, and this is Missing Midwest, a true crime podcast telling the stories of those gone missing. Today's episode is about a man who leaves from work and is never seen again. Hair, blood, and fingerprints, but no answers. This is Missing Midwest, and someone knows something. Hey, y'all. Kayla, we're back with episode two. Let's go. Excited? I am. Me too. It's so much fun. Kayla, what she does before these episodes is she tells me, oh, I, have, I can't wait to tell you this. I can't wait to tell you this. And I just have to wait until we start recording. Here we are. It's true. I do. <laughs> I don't want you to, I want this to be like, I want you to know nothing. And then I can tell you the story that way. Here I am. It's no genuine nothing. reaction and genuine questions. All right. Okay. Go ahead. All right. So today we are going to Winslow, Indiana. Again, we're down south, southwest Indiana. It's actually not too far from where the other, my episode one was, was Stephen Hendricks, Washington. It's not too far. Um, the difference is that the population was like 850. Super Ooh. small. No dollar generals. No dollar generals. <laughs> um, it had like a liquor store, a restaurant, a post office, and a couple gas stations. Sounds like Swayze, where we used to live. Yeah. The closest Walmart, I Googled this, the closest Walmart is 29 minutes away. That's that's a long way for a Walmart. That's what I thought. Man. Seems seems like a long drive for that. But anyway, so they're in the middle of nowhere out there. Winslow's far, far out in the sticks. Listen up. If you're a small business owner like myself, you understand the value of time. There is always something to be done, and it's up to you to do it. Your business is your baby, and you rarely can trust others with it. But what if I told you that I had somebody that you can trust, someone that can save you time and help your business grow? I do. With Bow Digital, you have access to an entire team that will be there for you with marketing and advertising. It doesn't matter what the size of your budget or your business is. Bow can help you take the stress of marketing off your plate and free up your time to do more of the things you love to do with your business. Bow is a marketing company and a business partner, but my favorite thing about them is that they have become true friends. You can find out more about them and what they offer at bowdigital.com. Take it from me and put a bow on it. Um, and so today we're talking about um, Patrick King, also Pat. He went by Pat. Um, he went missing on November 21st, 1995. So he was 32 years old when he went missing. So today he would be, what is that? I'm so bad at math. He was 32 in 1995. Do it. Come on, Johnny. You're a math teacher. My brain's not working. Be wow. What, how old did you say he was in 1995? He was 32 years old in 1995. He'd be 60. 60. He would be 60 today. Good job. Teach. <laughs> um, so Winslow, Indiana, 32 years old, Patrick King. Um, he gets off work at the furniture factory. There was a furniture factory in town at that time in 1995, apparently, um, in Winslow. So he gets off work at 3.30 p.m. Um, and he was in the parking lot and one of his friends was leaving work and he saw Patrick talking to um, some two people. There were two people in a gray car and Patrick was standing at the driver's side door talking to them and he got in the back seat and they drove away. Um, he said it was super like not, he didn't even think anything of it. Like nothing happened. They didn't force him in the car. He got in willingly. So Winslow. yeah, Winslow, Indiana, what, what's he doing? Like he's just, just a friend. So he left his own car he, in the parking lot and got in a car with these people. Yes. Okay. Apparently. That's what happened. Um, and so that was the last um, time anybody saw him alive. Um, he was supposed to meet his girlfriend that night for dinner. 
Um, but he never showed up, which was super out of the normal for him. Very uncharacteristic. Everybody said he was very reliable, very good guy. Um, his family said that he, um, if, if he was, if he was going to be somewhere, he would have been there. And if he wasn't going to be, he definitely would have called. Um, and so the next day, um, obviously he was never seen again after that from when he got in that gray car. But the next day, um, he had a 1991 green Ford Ranger and they found it, um, outside of town, like 15 minutes outside of Winslow, um, in a really like remote area. Um, it was, um, near the Potoka, Potoka river, just North of Oakland city, Indiana. It was at this place. It was known to the locals. It's called snaky point. Hmm. Which makes me think I'd never want to go to Snakey Point. Absolutely <laughs> That's hate what I was snakes. Thinking when you said that. Yikes! They Boys said it was very would love rem- to go. Very remote area. Mom and Snakey Point. Nowhere will I ever be seen in Snakey Point. Um, but so the, they found his car. It was abandoned. Um, so apparently his somehow he must have gotten back to his car. That's from what I was going to say. Fact, yeah. So like I don't. It, I never found anything about that. But he was seen getting into somebody else's car, and then the next day they found his car out in the middle of nowhere. Um, so when police got there, somebody, somebody found this car, um, the police, they found human hair, blood and fingerprints in his car. All his. There was not enough blood to determine if it was his, it was a very small amount of blood. They, the hair, um, and the fingerprints were his, the blood was unknown. Um, but it's normal to find hair and fingerprints in your car. I shed all the time. Like my hair would have been everywhere. Fact. And he had, he actually had longer hair too. So like, yeah, I don't think that's that weird. Um, and then you're obviously your own fingerprints would be in your car. Oh, um, God, they tested that. You find somebody else's. That's a exactly. Um, his license plate was missing from the car, but he yeah. was nowhere. Um, so Pat's family actually said he was very, very particular about his vehicle and he had just had it painted and they said absolutely under no circumstances would he ever have driven his car to Snaky Point because it was down a gravel road. They said he would not have driven it there, not any, not any time, but definitely not after it had just been painted. Um, and so they said somebody else put his car there. He he lived in his trailer by himself. Um, in his trailer, they found his. They didn't find his wallet, but they found his hunting license, which his family also said was weird because he always carried that with him. Hmm. They don't know why it was found in his trailer. Um, so the like I said, the blood they found super small, too small to test. Um, and DNA testing was so new. So they decided to save the sample. And then maybe later down the road, like if DNA testing improved, they could use that small which blood sample, which it has. Yeah. Um, so like I said, that's the last time they found his car. Nothing, nothing happened. He was reported missing. Um, Later the next day, you know, they found his car and then they realized, you know, he wasn't anywhere. And so they reported him missing. I did not say who reported him missing. I don't know if it was his family or his girlfriend, but um, regardless. So eight days after that, he had been dating. um, Michelle Peters was his girlfriend. They'd been dating for a while. Longtime girlfriend. She called the police um, to report that she was driving when a gray car, a gray Oldsmobile with two men in it, um, rammed her car off the road stopped her car and they approached her car and they walked up, they were walking up to her car after running her off the road. Like they had hit her car. She pulled over. Two guys got out and they fired eight shots at her car. Excuse me. Eight. That's attempted murder. Right. Three shots went into the windshield and five went into the hood. Eight shots total. Um, and then while one guy was shooting, the other guy smashed her headlights out. So Michelle was obviously not okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And she was actually able to identify the men (laughs) because Winslow 
Indiana. Right. Tiny little town. Um, so Danny Sumner and his half-brother, Paul Whiskaver. Those are the two guys. And she was able to call the police and um, she identified them, obviously. So everyone's like, this has to be related, right? Like, Obviously. Yeah. Eight days. That's that's super sketch. Gray car. Two Can't guys. wait to hear their story. <laughs> yeah. Um, so police are not sure if this was related to the disappearance of Patrick. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> Danny and Paul were actually friends of Patrick. Um, so they obviously, like, it's likely they knew Michelle too. Right. Um, he'd been dating her for a while. Also Winslow. Uh-huh. Um, and so when the police went to arrest Danny and Paul, uh, they found some blood on the passenger side door as well <laughs> As well as one of um, Paul's, Paul had an army coat and there was blood on that coat as well. And so they collected the samples for testing um, and the two brothers got charged with felony confinement because they held Michelle on the side of the road against her will. Um, and shot at her. But in May of 1997, um, the charges were dropped and the case went cold. Wait a minute. I know. <laughs> she dropped the charges? No. Um, so what happened was... I don't, I don't really know why the case, why they dropped the charges, but 11 years later, um, it said that prosecutor Darren McDonald of Pike County, um, he reopened the case in 2006. Um, and he, he had that blood and that hair from Patrick's truck. He had it tested and compared to the car, the blood from Danny and Paul's car. Um, when he he was like going through cold cases, and he's like, okay, what the heck? We have blood from Seriously. this victim's car, Two different and we have vehicles. blood from a gray car. Um, so let's test them. Um, and he had them tested. When they tested it in 2006, that prosecutor he tested the blood samples. Nothing ever came of that. So it's assumed that the blood didn't match because if it did match, then they'd be in jail. Right. If they would have found Patrick's blood in their right. car, he'd be in jail, but nothing ever happened. So we can only assume it said that Paul and Danny both were um, ordered to give blood samples to see if it matched the blood found in Patrick's car and then nothing happened. So we have we can assume that it didn't match because they didn't get arrested. So like that case, that theory was like out. I mean... I don't know if I call that theory was, out. Yeah. So I don't know what happened with the Michelle Peters thing. I mean, to me, like you said, that seems like attempted murder to me. I don't know if... Well, it's not... It doesn't seem like attempted murder. <laughs> I know. They shot eight bullets at yeah. her car. With her in it? Was she in the car? They yeah. Shot? Yeah. She That's attempted murder. Yeah. So, I mean, they they were arrested for it. They... Charges um, dropped. I don't and understand. And so, yeah. And so, um, after all of that... Um, so, yeah. Um... But then there was another tip that came in that involved Paul Whiskaver, which was the half-brother of Danny. Yeah. His wife, her name was Benita. Benita. Um, they were, allegedly, they were known to be trafficking, to selling trafficking marijuana. Um, and Bonita was overheard at um, a local bar saying that someone owed them money. And if they didn't pay, that her husband was going to do to them exactly what he did to Patrick King. Somebody heard her say that. I mean, Patrick is gone. Yeah. So, so <laughs> big yikes on that. Bonita yeah. out here um, out spilling threats. secrets out here. Yeah. Um, so that's it. No one, no one was arrested. Um, the DNA did not link the two cars together. Danny and Paul never were charged with anything. Um, Danny and Paul got people in their pockets. Uh, I guess. That's the only, I don't know. To get those, that's attempted murder. If, You're the last people 
to see this man alive who got in your car. Well, they never confirmed that it was Danny and Paul that they got he got into. Two dudes in a gray car. Two dudes in a gray car. But I'm they never bet confirmed the that. But that the other thing is, Patrick got in the car willingly. Okay. Which he did know Danny and Paul, so you would get in the car willingly with people that you knew. So I mean, yeah, I think it was Danny and Paul in the gray car. I mean, it was Danny and Paul in the gray car that shot Michelle. Yeah. So, um, 14 years after the disappearance, so 2009, nothing happens this whole time. Like they are like, no, it wasn't Danny and Paul. We don't know who it was. Sorry about you. So nothing's happened. Um, for some reason, Danny and Paul got those charges dropped. Didn't, um, do any more jail time for that. Um, so 14 years after the disappearance, 2009, now a new witness comes up, um, and says that, um, he, they call police and they tell police they have a tip. And this witness tells them that a man named Carrie Thomas killed Patrick King because he stole guns from him. Um, and this witness said that Carrie, um, he heard Carrie say that he buried Patrick underneath his garage, um, and that he was going to move the body soon. And so obviously police are like, okay, this is pretty good. And so they got a search warrant to search the property, uh, Thomas Carey. So they searched the property. They brought in cadaver dogs, excavation equipment, um, and they start tearing the place apart. One dog actually signaled to the scent of human remains in the garage. Um, and then the other signaled as a possible sign of human remains. Um, and then they also had a local construction company come in to like consult and they like came in and they looked at the garage and like how it was built and everything. And they said that the garage floor was like unusually thick. Like whoever had poured the concrete in that garage, which he had built this garage, he, they said it was very thick. Was it poured in, I don't know, 1995? <laughs> it doesn't actually say I should look that up wonder when he did build his garage. Anyway, um, so they tear this, they tear this crap up and they're like, we're going to, the dogs are, the dogs are saying there's human remains. This garage floor is thick. We're going to tear it up. So they tear it up. They find tons of bone fragments. Yikes. And rule that they were not human bones. They were animal bones. Wait a minute. Yeah. I mean, so this dude's just nuts. Sounds like it. Um, and so actually, so Thomas ended up being charged with a, different crime of criminal confinement which i couldn't really find any information on that that's the same crime that the other two got right yeah criminal conf yeah criminal confinement would be holding somebody against their will so he was charged with that not they said it completely not related to patrick king at all like a completely different crime um but then he threatened to blow up the courthouse if he was convicted he said he was going to blow everybody up. Dude's crazy. Um so he took a plea deal on a possession of destructive devices possession of a machine gun and intimidation. So he ended up serving time for that, but he took a plea deal on it all. Um, and the police have since then said that absolutely none of that was related to Patrick King. The um, remains that were found in his garage were not human remains. And they ruled, they ruled Thomas Carey out. Thomas Carey is just a, I'm ruling Thomas Carey. Just a dude. Thomas Carey. He's a crazy dude. A lot of he crazy still things. lives, um, still lives down there. Um, yeah, in his garage with his thick garage floor. I Population guess. 850, at least one of them, super crazy. Yeah. Crazy enough to say he's going to blow up a courthouse, which seems to be a bad idea. I, um, I feel like that alone should get you more than, I mean, homeboy got 45 days for busting right? a car yeah. up last week. And this guy had the machine gun, intimidation, and possession of a destructive device. Like, I, I want to know what the device was. I want that dude in jail. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, goodness. Yeah. 
You know what's stressful? Buying and selling a house. Just over a year ago, we were in the middle of the process and it was overwhelming. I am so thankful that we had someone like Amber to guide us through the process. She knew what to do and when to do it. You were so concerned about pricing and loans and I was just concerned with the colors and the layout. Ugh, you remember that? Yes. Amber kept everything in mind and we are in our dream house because of her. If you are looking to buy or sell in or around the Howard County area, you have to give Amber a call or you can just give her a text 765 865 1118. You can follow her on Facebook at Amber White Realtor slash Broker with Carrie Gruel and Associates. She posts the latest listings, giveaways, and even helpful home tips. We are so grateful for Amber and all her help. Um, so yeah, that's literally where the case is at. Can you believe that? I mean, I just feel so like So Patrick Paul King has not been seen since November 21st of 1995. Just straight up gone. Disappeared truck they found his car and he's gone this to me just doesn't seem like that that difficult of a theory so, to follow so what do you think happened i mean i think i think danny and paul killed him so if they did kill him wouldn't be if they killed him i don't think it was in his truck because they only found a very small amount of no, not even enough they, to test so he, he had to be killed car, somewhere else they drove him somewhere killed him went back got his truck drove it to where he would never drive it Took the license plate so nobody it would take longer to figure out and then just got away with it. 100% killed him and got away with it. Yeah, that sounds pretty likely to me. Um, My question is the other thing that I was thinking too, the other thing I was thinking too, I looked on Google Maps and this like area, Snaky Point, um, it's like far out and down a long like a gravel road. So, like, whoever drove his truck there would have had to walk back into town or have somebody somebody pick him up and drive him back. So, I'm thinking. Again, I think two people had to yeah. happen. Like Danny and Paul. Like Danny and Paul, yeah. So did they ever give a reason as to why they shot up the other girl's car? No. It was just like, yeah, we were feeling froggy, so we shot eight times at this woman and then got off on it. Like, got got out of jail free card, basically. Charges I dropped. mean, if they were trying... Yeah, I mean, if they no were... No explanation to why charges were dropped. No. So, I mean, if they were trying to kill her because they didn't want her talking... She must have not known anything because she never talked. They I didn't mean, kill her and she never talked. I mean, she obviously never Maybe talked. they were trying to kill her and they just screwed it up. But again, she didn't know anything. I mean, but eight shots into a car, that's pretty You're trying to kill somebody. And it was only eight days after he went missing. Like, please, like, you cannot tell me that's not connected. Also, if you're her and you find out that the charges are being dropped, aren't you like screaming from the rooftops that you're scared of you for your life and that shouldn't happen? Yeah, I have no idea. Like, where was, was she like, after the charges were dropped? Not a lot of information on that. And there is like, like as far as like Patrick's family goes, like I couldn't find like anybody left that's like actually like actively what searching about for him. Danny and Paul um, are, sound like they're running the other 850 people in whatever the town is called. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so not much has been said on the case since the, um, the Carrie Thomas thing, um, and the trying to blow up the courthouse, which was in 2009. Um, Paul Patrick King, um, has legally been declared dead. Um, his case remains open and unsolved. And it said, um, he still has family that's searching for answers, but, um, I could not find anybody. It's really hard when, when there's no obituary on somebody sure. like, and so I couldn't, I had a hard time finding any family, but as far as like, there's no like websites or Facebook pages set up to like dedicated to like finding him. Um, but yeah, so it's just this like straight mystery out of like Winslow, Indiana down here. Man. And I just think that's crazy. Just doesn't seem like that much of a mystery to me. I agree. They're like 60. Let's go get some confessions. And, and Patrick, he had absolutely no criminal record. Like from all, by all accounts, he was a great guy. 
not never st- did drugs. No reported drugs. Drug, no reported drug use. Not guy. stealing guns from crazy people. Like just living his life and gets Building in the furniture. wrong car. Like my, but like, I agree with you. My guess is he, he gets in the car with Danny and Paul. He knows them. They say, Hey, jump in. He gets in for whatever reason they kill him. And yeah. I mean, motive. Like, I don't know what the motive would be for to kill him or to shoot his girlfriend up. I mean, it said more than one person heard this Benita lady saying that she would do, her husband would do the same thing to them if they didn't pay that he did to Patrick King. So that's, that's saying her husband did do it to Patrick King, but why would he do, why would he kill Patrick King? Unless yeah. like you're saying motive, he owed money maybe or jeez i don't know so yeah like i said that's pretty much all the information we have on patrick king and his disappearance um nothing has really happened on this case since 2009 with carrie thomas when they started doing all of that and nothing came of that and so it kind of just ended there um patrick hasn't been seen he is declared dead the police did declare him dead um but he's still missing he was never found so if you know anything if you have any tips or any information that you think might be helpful to that case the investigating agency is the indiana state police and you can call them at 812-867-2079 someone knows something This podcast is a So Will I Studios production. So Will I Studios is a podcasting brand founded by my wife and I. We plan on launching multiple podcasts this year, each with the intention of promoting positivity and critical thinking. This brand will cover over each podcast. We will have one YouTube channel, So Will I Studios. There will also be one Instagram account that links to all of the others. Follow us on Instagram at so.will.i. Dot studios. We are so excited for this new journey. We can't wait to share with you. This podcast is a So Will I Studios production. So Will I.